following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Let's talk, but no politics okay. Proudly dedicates all episodes to the loving memory of Constance Chirac, who was one of the biggest supporters of the show. And we like to say thank you for everything that you have done. Excuse me, is this the line to listen to the new episode of Let's Talk But No Politics Okay on the BICBP Radio Network? Oh, it is? Okay. Oh, it's not going to take too long. Um, do you know who's sponsoring them? Oh, I see it right there. The Converse weapon. That's the shoe. That's magic. Do what he was born to do. It may be so, but that's not all. They let Isaiah play like he's ten feet tall. For the kind of moves that never fail. The weapon's the choice of Kevin McHale. The same is true for Mark McGuire. When I wear weapons, I'm on fire. Well, what can the weapons do for King? Well, I can do just about anything. You already know what you did for me. What? I walked away with the MVP. The Converse uh, weapon. The number one weapon in the NBA. Everybody and welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk But No Politics Okay here on the BICPP Radio Network. I am your host, Andrew Lenz, and today I have a returning guest. He comes on every once in a couple of months, but I figured this topic would be the best for him, and that's Mr. Johnny Townsend. Hey, Andrew, thanks for having me. Very excited for today's topic. As soon as you said, hey, do you want to talk about this? Uh, yes, please. Uh, I would enjoy that immensely. Yes, and we're going to be talking about Magic Johnson and Larry Bird. I can't think of any two athletes that are always connected when you right. mention their names. Just You mention either one of them, and the other name is going to come up. Oh, yeah. And then it just spirals from there, and then it goes right into Michael Jordan after that. But those are the names that when you say it, you you got to say them. It, you could also do it, you know, Celtics, Lakers as well. But I think these are the two main catalysts of the whole rivalry, even though it's towards the end. And yeah. I grew up a Celtics fan. So I was very fortunate to see Larry Bird. I loved watching Larry Bird. And the only reason why I became a Celtics fan is like any young child. Uh, my uncle lived in Boston. He bought me a Boston Celtics hoodie for my birthday. And I was like, and I think I was four or five. And I was like, yep, this is my favorite team now. So <laughs> <laughs> That's how it happens, man. <laughs> yeah, I grew up a Charlotte Hornets fan because I'm from North Carolina. That's my all-time favorite team. And, uh, but I just grew to love basketball, especially NBA. So I started diving into the history of it. I've read so many books on the NBA, so many history books and just learning about players and, and stuff like that. And I caught the tail end of both of their careers, right? Yeah. So that's about right when I came in, like the early 90s. And that's kind of where they're both starting to trail off. Uh, and um, But I knew right away. I was like, man, these, you know, these two, if you just – they legit saved the NBA. It was not in a good place before those two showed up. I mean, the even the finals games, which you would think any, uh, you know, sports playoffs games would be live TV, were taped. They were on tape delay. They didn't even show those live. And I remember reading somewhere that some cities were like, we're given a, <laughs> we're given the option. Hey, do you want to show this? And some of them were like, no. Nah. We'd rather show this rerun of Dallas instead. Uh, it does better numbers. Uh, but uh, then along comes Magic and Bird, who had been famous, like even going into college. Uh, you know, they, the that college game in the finals between those two was like one of the most watched games ever for college basketball. So they were there from like just they were linked from day one. And uh, it's it's like the ultimate tell of a friendship right because yeah. they start out with just bitter rivals right they're just so like they're just so wanting to one-up each other and then this beautiful friendship kind of comes out of it and uh it's it's pretty incredible so uh 
I'm very excited to talk about this. I've watched so many documentaries on this. I'm very excited. <laughs> I'm very excited to bring up that uh, HBO show Winning Time to you to see if you've watched it. Yeah, because uh, I've seen every bit of it. I'm very excited to talk about. That's it. what brought this up. Is okay. My my father grew up a, is is a lake was a Lakers fan. Yeah. So everything was Lakers. I had to worry about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I have, you know, my brother wasn't too big in the basketball, but he was also a Lakers fan. I had to hear about Magic Johnson, big game James Worthy. Yeah. So, and I'm the Celtics fan, but I was watching Winning Time, and I was just watching it for the story and the dramatization, and then I saw Larry Bird, and I was like, that's my guy. That that That's my guy. <laughs> And as a kid, you, I never realized because, like you said, I kind of, I kind of came into like the tail end. Yeah. So I'm like five. This is probably eighty seven. So I'm not witnessing championships. I'm with, witnessing the tail end of the. Yeah, you're the, witnessing him like having to lay on the ground because yeah. his bag is so messed well, up. I was gonna say thanks to Larry Bird. I now I knew once my back was hurting. I need to lay down on the ground. So, <laughs> so I didn't get to see any of the amazing stuff, but I know that I got, I knew how to fix my back, but yeah. that was the, the greatest thing in the world. So watching winning time and then watching the highlights and just seeing how just kind he's of a, mean. He's a, he's a cartoon. <laughs> yeah. He, he's a car. He's a cartoon on there now. All right. So, uh, Overall, like let's just talk about winning time real quick. Yeah. I have to get this stuff. This Not stuff a problem. Out. Get it all. All right. all right. Overall, I really enjoyed it. I, I mean, as a basketball fan, I loved it, but also as a hardcore NBA historian fan too. Like all these little things that they changed, which I understand they're going to change some stuff. It yeah. just really bugged me. It's <laughs> like these little things. Like, well, that's not right. That's not how that happened. That's not that. You know, that's not right. But um, I thought the casting of Magic, the guy who played Magic Johnson, was great. Uh, I mean, to you know, Magic Johnson is such a one of a kind type of guy. I think that's as best as you could probably do if you're going to cast Magic Johnson was that guy. Uh, he was a pretty close to Magic. Everything about it, I mean, the Jerry West stuff, which is famously, uh, you know, is leading to a lawsuit, I believe, from Jerry West himself, yeah. who's not particularly happy with how he was portrayed. <laughs> but I would argue, honestly, he had some of the most uh, interesting character moments on that show. Uh, Jerry West did because he kind of comes around full uh, full circle in a way by the end. But um, the thing that was more <laughs> that was more, I guess, offensive or whatever you want to say, it was a betrayal of. And I guarantee you, he does not care, and he's probably never even seen it. He doesn't care yeah. one flip. It's Larry Bird because they really, really laid into that uh, Hick from Fritch Lick thing. They laid into that thing, thickest thieves. Uh, he's, and uh, I know he's very famous for his trash talk and that type of stuff, but man, like, uh, they, like, you would think he was part of that. You, th you would think he was like a, in the KKK or something in a couple of these things. <laughs> it's pretty wild. <laughs> he, that's what, it, that's what I'm getting at. Like he is, they just made him like from trash talker to just downright kind of cruel and mean. Yeah. A lot of things like with the. Give me a Budweiser. Just do do this. I, I'm Larry Bird, and I'm just going to be the best at it, whatever I do. And it's, I, I love the Star Wars talk in it yes. when they're talking about like Luke and Darth Vader. And I'm like, how do you even get to that point? But I never, from watching things about Larry Bird, I've never seen him as this Darth Vader type character where no never once i wouldn't remotely think of that they're the two rivals they're not like yeah good and evil <laughs> they're both no, no. <laughs> uh, they're just two like intense rivals who both love to win or both were highly skilled yeah um but i think let, let's let's uh, that's all i needed to say about winning time i just had to get that off my chest no, the, the characterization the he's a walking cartoon on there i'm sure by next season because i think he got greenlit for another season that will change uh, maybe they'll actually soften him up a little bit, but everything else in the show I thought was entertaining. Yeah, I think the only guy that they really got down pretty good is Red Earl back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because yeah. I could see him doing that stuff. Yeah, as as like I read, I've loved the Celtics, so Red Earl back is like 
the biggest mastermind like oh yeah celtic god in my mind so i love he can smoke wherever he wants yeah (laughs) (laughs) i loved hearing stories where like it's not even out of the third quarter and he's lighting up a victory cigar yeah but that i think is where we definitely need to start talking about larry and, and magic and you mentioned it's so huge that they're so linked they're so opposite in every in almost every single way except for their play yeah is magic is so outgoing everybody likes everybody loves me you know i just want everybody to have a good time and larry is i'm gonna go uh have a beer sit at my house maybe mow my lawn <laughs> Which, by the way, people would come out and watch him mow his lawn. <laughs> I would. I would be there. And then I found out that one of his reasons for his back injury is yep. because of his doing his grant or his mother's driveway. Yeah, he could have. He definitely could have afforded to hire somebody, but no, nope, he's going to do it himself. That, that's Larry Bird. I think one of my favorite stories is uh, the there was a Dream Team documentary that came out not too long ago, and a Magic and Bird are kind of talking about each other. And they just kind of, this is how you know, this is their difference. Uh, Magic's going out that front door where all the people are. Yeah. He's wanting, That's the door he's going out. And he's there to, you know, he's holding the people and the lights and everything. He's going for that. Larry Bird is looking for that back, you know, the back door. So he can kind of skip all that and just go to his hotel and chill. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the difference between the two. But yet, when these two became friends, man, it's, uh, you know, uh, like when, uh, Magic, of course, famously got HIV. One of the people that he heard from was Larry Bird. And Larry Bird was downtrodden about it, you know, because they became friends over that commercial. The uh, What was the shoe? Um, Converse. Yeah, the Converse commercial, which is a fantastic story. Uh, there's a, also a really good documentary. It's just about uh, uh, Bird of Magic. I think it's probably what it's called. Something of that nature. Yeah, it's on uh, HBO Max. Yeah, it's really, really good. I highly recommend it. Uh, but it talks about this commercial that they're shooting and they decide <laughs> and Larry pretty much says, I'll do it. But, you know, you're going to have to shoot it here where I'm at. <laughs> and that's, of course, in the middle of nowhere, Indiana. And, and, and that's that's French Lick, Indiana. <laughs> yeah, a huge town of French Lick. <laughs> and so, you know, they uh, they show up, they start shooting that commercial. And that's where they actually got to actually know each other. And, you know, I, one of my favorite quotes from. Larry Bird is he goes he goes I'd always kind of know magic I didn't care for magic but that day I got to meet Irvin and that's the guy that I like is Irvin I liked when they were talking about that commercial where they're, they're the director's like okay you guys are gonna play one-on-one and they're like oh and the, both of them are like oh we're gonna play one-on-one like we're gonna do this <laughs> uh Larry's brother's like you can hear him going I'm going to send his stuff like 30 acres away if he comes in here. And they're like, no, no, no. Play, like, just playful one-on-one. And they're like, oh, okay. Okay, okay we can do that. Well, that's, uh, you know, the as actual players, they were both similar in a lot of ways. Um, uh, I think it's probably easier to talk about the differences, honestly. Uh, Larry was a better shooter. Yes. Uh, than Magic. Um, but, man. Um, they both just made their teammates better. That's what they did. The second either one of them stepped on the court, their team, not just them, but their team uh, immediately improved because both of those guys, that's my favorite thing to watch about both of them is those passes they both can do. Oh, oh, oh my God. They're just so stunning and beautiful. Oh, man. Uh, I, you know, back in my playing days when I used to play uh, basketball, uh, I would watch these Larry Bird and these Magic Johnson passes and be like, I got, I'm going to try these passes out on the court. And I could get some of them, but man, nowhere near. Oh. You know, some of these passes are just so ridiculous. They're a thing of art. I think the birds, one of the greatest things for me is with Bird is the uh, steel. Oh, yeah. The yeah, very Eastern, famous steel. I think it's in the Eastern Conference final where, you know, he's going, yeah, going against the Pistons. Yeah. yeah. And he just completely steals the ball, passes underneath to uh, Dennis Johnson. He goes in for the layup. And the very famous, uh, probably one of the, the famous 
basketball calls too. Yeah, there's a steal by Bird. It's kind of how it's, that's pretty good for me out there. It's a very good impression. <laughs> and one of the things too about Larry Bird is like when my son was kind of dabbling in basketball, I always say if you want to watch somebody, watch watch Larry Bird. Don't don't watch Michael Jordan. Don't watch you know certain guys. Watch Larry Bird about how he shoots a shot, but yet he's he's following it. And that's something you don't really see too much today. I mean, you shoot a shot and most of these guys are already backpedaling down the court to play yeah. defense. And you watch Larry, he was shooting and he was going right after that rebound after he shot it, even though he missed. Did you ever see the YouTube clip where they're doing uh it's him and Red Arrow back and they're like teaching you how teaching you how to shoot? Yes. And he's like, yes. <laughs> and he's like, Larry, go all the way back so you can miss. And he goes all the way back. And he still makes it. And he's like, I can't even miss it if I'm, <laughs> even if I try. <laughs> but that is Larry is a is a dead eye is a dead eye shooter. Where Magic, yeah. you could see a lot in it. And when people talk about LeBron, I just I see Magic and Larry and LeBron. I see oh, a little 100%. bit more. I see a little bit more Magic than yeah. Larry because. LeBron's not as good as a shooter as Larry, but he's, he's improved. But yeah, uh, I would agree with that for sure. Um, uh, but man, both those both those guys freaking tough as nails too, right? Uh, they're not taking any days off. Uh, they're they're playing injured. Um, you know, uh, there's that very famous footage of Larry Bird in a game, and he just smacks. He's going for a lost uh, ball, and he just smashes his face into the court, and literally has to leave, and he has chipped his tooth. Like he's hit the court so hard, and he co- he comes back and plays that game. By the way, <laughs> uh, he totally came back and played that game because, of course, he did. And you know, Magic literally got a disease that uh, at that time was a death sentence. Everybody legit thought they were watching a man die, a very famous man die, because that's that was a death sentence. And uh, he came back and Lee and, and was like the MVP of the All Star game. So uh, these guys don't know the definition of the word give up they just know that if you play you go out there and you play man what a privilege it is just to go through and watch them up right now it's the this season is the nba 75th season yeah. and if you go to their youtube page uh they did like a top 75 players to ever play and each one of them's got like a little uh video like a eight to ten minute uh mini documentary about each one and highly recommend all of them, honestly, but the Magic and the Bird ones are very, very good. So great. I, the one thing that still mesmerizes me about Larry Bird, and we brought up, you know, them in college, is Michigan State is still pretty good, but what Indiana State has done nothing since yeah. Bird. And for him to lead them to that Final Four championship game was absolutely amazing. I know, like I said, I'm, when it comes to Larry Bird, I am like the f- the Larry Bird fanboy because boss is my team. So yeah, they both had they both had very different path. backgrounds and paths to where they got to. You know, Larry uh, was first going to go to Indiana, right? Like it's a yeah. big time college, still you know, especially in the area, and he just didn't like it. He got there, just didn't like it. He wasn't comfortable. And he, he legit went home. He just went home. And uh, I think he got like a construction job or something like that. He was doing garbage and oh, yeah. working for the city, I guess you could call it. A yeah. And he's and he had a tragic uh, family life. Yep. You know, his, his father passed away and he and he really looked up to his dad and um, their family and his parents had already split up and all this stuff. And so it was a very tragic upbringing for him. And he kind of just. Well, you know, he it was luck, really, that uh, he ended up in Indiana State, and he decided to stay and actually play. Yeah, they said uh, the coach had to like talk him into going back. Yeah, he didn't want to do talk, it, and his mother wouldn't talk to him for like that whole year he was gone because he left yeah. college. Well, his mother also famously, uh, I think uh, I saw one interview like her favorite player was Bill Lambier, and that, and that oh. really upset Larry. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's but, a whole other great episode. It's just oh yeah, yeah, boy Pistons. <laughs> but do you, but, um, but Magic, oh. you know, he was, uh, he also had, you know, his family. He had a great supportive family, but they were in a, you know, it's not like they were rich or anything. Not by the longest shot. Very poor neighborhood and stuff like that. Uh, but he kind of comes up out of nowhere and 
Um, obviously having to deal with a lot of racism and stuff because he ends up going to like an, a mostly white school and having to deal with all that. But like, as soon as that guy smiles, I don't know how you get, how you're angry at him, right? Like he's just, like his just personality is just, uh, I feel like if I was ever got to meet Magic Johnson, he would make me feel like a hundred bucks, right? Like a million bucks. Yeah. Uh, just, uh, just with his personality and how, I, I think, think he knows, how he knows how to talk to people. I think I would want to meet Irvin. I'm with Larry. Uh, I'm not a big fan of magic. As, as a Celtics fan, I'm not a big fan of magic. But I'll I'll meet Irvin. I'll meet Irvin. If Larry says <laughs> Irvin's a good guy, I'll meet Irvin. He vouches for him. I, I don't I don't know about I don't know about this magic guy. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, just think of Magic's career. Like literally, his rookie year, uh, MVP of the finals and wins. Uh, you know, you're uh, you couldn't make uh, even better drama mm-hmm. than that season finals. I mean, Kareem. Uh, legit gets left out on a lot of these goat talks. Kareem, good God, look, uh, has a shot that has never been uh, perfected since. Could not be blocked. He rarely ever missed it. Uh, the hook shot, the Kareem hook shot is incredible. And, you know, here comes this rookie. And this is when Kareem's kind of on the downside of his career. And, uh, you know, uh, and it's rookie season for Magic. They come down and in game five of the finals or game four, I can't remember which one, but one of those, Kareem gets hurt. And he can't go the next game. And so Magic, who was a point guard, by the way, he he's the start of the change of the point guard. And that uh, the big controversy of him coming out of uh, college was like, the dude's like 6'9", <laughs> and uh, he's going to play point guard? That was just, you know, that just did not happen back then. Uh, you know, uh, if you're 6'9", you're power forward or one of those type of positions, but not magic. But however, uh, on this day, he played center. He even jumped. He even did a jump ball at the center of the court. Oh, man. Just uh, these two guys have amazing careers. I never realized how great of a performance they had until I think I was watching something uh, years later after all this, and they talked about it's like scoring 42 points and just completely taking over that whole entire game. It was absolutely amazing. I'm trying to... Yeah, it was like 42, 42 points, 15 rebounds, seven assists, and three steals. Yeah, that, any, any any NBA player would kill for that stat line. That's that, an incredible stat line. And playing out of position. Yeah. So, I, it, actually, you could say this is definitely what you could see the start in almost – I look at basketball today as it's almost positionless. Kind of, it, 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 it pretty much is, yeah. Yeah, it's just throw out your five best guys, your top five guys, and go for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this is kind of like positionless basketball because he was supposed to be the point guard. Yeah, I agree with that definitely. And I, you know, the as of this recording, the NBA final uh, playoffs are happening now. Yeah, and uh, man, some of your top players, uh, you know, Luka Doncic, we'll use him as an example. Um, Kind of does a little bit of everything, and mm-hmm. uh, he scores, rebounds, and passes, and he does all those all those things. And uh, he's probably one of the top young players coming up. He's only like twenty three or something like that. Uh, but I see a lot of Magic and Larry in him. I really do. So, uh, and I think that the influence of uh, of Magic and Bird cannot be understated. Uh, like just the 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 passing down. I remember. I think it was a couple of years ago. Uh, Larry went viral or whatever you want to say. He was trending uh, because I think it was like his birthday or something. And then uh, NBA put put out like a big, just a highlight film of his of his plays and stuff. And you saw all these young players uh, who were like already in the NBA who are really good players, like commenting on this, and just talking about how amazing it is and stuff. Uh, so that's just telling you something right there that these. Two guys trans uh, transcend. Honestly, uh, you know, I talk a lot about players in any sport who kind of transcend their sport. As in, like, uh, you know, somebody who doesn't even watch basketball would they know these names if you said these names? Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, you know those names, even if you never watched a minute of basketball, you've heard those names before. Do you think if Larry and Magic didn't come along? Just, I know you like to play like the what ifs type stuff. Oh, yeah. I do what ifs every Monday on the two point conversation. Uh, <laughs> do you think that if it wasn't for 
Magic and Larry coming along, do you think we would ever witnessed the the greatness of Michael Jordan in the way that the NBA would have possibly possibly folded? Oh man. Or do you think Michael Jordan with his greatness could have lifted the NBA that that laid in it? Because that was that's a huge passing of the torch. Yes. Eighties were magic were magic and bird. The nineties were all Jordan. Like yeah, hundred percent. That dream team all the way on. I'll give it. I got to give it to Michael Jordan. Even as a basketball fan, I give it to Michael Jordan. As a Celtics fan, yeah, he, that guy is no good. But <laughs> <laughs> he only dropped like sixty three on you at one time. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, but who won that? Who won that series? <laughs> yeah, but who did who did Larry Bird say that's not a basket? That's like that's God playing basketball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, Larry Bird's a god, so just stop. <laughs> yeah. But do you think do you think the NBA could have lasted, or even could Jordan pull the NBA out? Because even in a while, you know, Michael Jordan was, I mean, he was good, but he wasn't to the level of probably Magic and Bird were, you know, at that point. Yeah, he was, out. he was, uh, when he came in, he was mainly, I mean, he was, he was popular because even starting from his rookie year, he was a, one heck of a scorer, right? Like he could yeah. put the ball in the hoop and he was exciting to watch the way he could play. Uh, man, uh, some of the shots he'd make that you wouldn't think he'd be able to make, it's pretty incredible. But, uh, you know, the NBA really was in a terrible spot before Bird and and Magic. Uh, you know, drug use was rampant. Uh, like I said, the games weren't even most of the games weren't even shown live. You know, um, it's it had been a long time since uh, your dynasties had happened before. Uh, you know, it's been forever since the Celtics were were good. They kind of got uh, we had a couple average. Uh, but Dave Collins, come on. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know who Dave Collins is. <laughs> you know what I mean, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, I I know even more because of the you know Hornets fan here. But uh, the 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 thing is, if they don't show up, I think it was vital. Honestly, to me, I think it was vital that both those guys showed up uh, at the same. T- they end up playing at the same time, despite the fact that Larry was like already drafted technically, yeah. and they ended up going to these two separate teams on different coasts, right? So you're spreading out the fandom that way too. And, um, they, and luckily they both were not bust because we've seen many times where a guy, uh, ha- gets, has all these, you know, hopes and dreams and, and he has all these skills and he's really good only for it to not pan out. Right. Uh, so I think it was vital for the NBA, for the league, for those two guys to really hit it off. And on top of that, I, I think, uh, Stern gets really, underrated too yeah uh, it was immensely important for the nba that he take over and because he realized that uh with these two guys right here and they kind of allude to it on winning time if you watch it but obviously in a very cartoony way yeah. but uh he obviously recognizes a the greatness in them but also uh, uh ding 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 we can save our league here and start making some real money and some real changes and that's what he does thanks to them and the game became Universal. It wasn't just a the United States thing anymore. I mean, by the time they get to the Dream Team and they're going overseas to Barcelona, uh, they're like the number one celebrities over there, right? They couldn't go anywhere unless you were John Stockton. Uh, nobody cared where he went. <laughs> <laughs> Poor John Stockton. He said, "Have you seen that Dream Team documentary? He's got a very funny part in it. Uh, the book's really good too that it's based on, by the way. But uh, he was he was walking around Barcelona." And he literally had on a Dream Team shirt, like it was like a cartoony shirt, had all their pictures on it. And uh, uh, somebody stopped him and said, hey, man, I love this shirt. I love these players. I didn't recognize him. <laughs> well, you probably, <clears throat> what is Stockton, 6'2 at the tallest? At the most, yeah. Yeah, so he's probably the most average one out of all of them. The yeah. funniest thing about anything with the Dream Team is still Christian late. They're just like there. <laughs> He's probably the most forgettable member of the Dream Team. If you like name everybody on the Dream Team, you could probably name everybody else. You know, yeah. even Chris Mullen, somebody oh, would yeah. drop. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you'd be like, you miss one. You'd be like, who? Christian Leitner. And they'd be like, really? Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, Charles Barkley, that's when he started to become one of my favorite players is from that. Oh. But I uh, love Charles Barkley. So if you ever do a, a Barkley episode, uh, your boy wants on that too. But, you want on that one too? But yeah, the man round of rebound is my guy. Uh, he's probably my all-time favorite player. Uh, is 
Charles Barkley and Larry Bird's a top three for me. Magic Johnson's a top five for me. Uh, this is just my personal. Then I would probably fill out the rest of my top ten with Hornets players because I'm very biased. <laughs> who, uh, who are you, who is your top ten or your top just top five? Oh man, uh, in no particular order because I'm doing this off the top of my head. Larry's definitely there. Um, Larry's there for sure. I got to put Michael there. I mean, I'm a North Carolina guy, so yeah. he's going to be there either way for me. Uh, so Jordan, Larry. Um, uh, also, Larry Johnson. I'm putting, this is my personal, by the way. That, my. Uh, yeah. So there's going to be some Hornets in here. I got to have some Hornets love. Larry Johnson, grandmama, has got to go in there. Because uh, early 90s, Larry Johnson was a beast. He was the he was like a second coming of Charles Barkley. Undersized power forward, but threw down some of the most powerful dunks you could ever see. So uh, even when he was dressed as an old grandma, he would do that. <laughs> it's pretty incredible. Honestly. And he had that bit on Family Matters. Uh, yes, yeah, he played him and Jalil White. Uh, we're a great team. Uh, so that's three. I my soul can't let me leave off Magic. So that's four. Oh man, see this is where it gets wild because there's just so many players. I really truly love basketball. Uh, so there's so many players I could put in here. Uh, you know, good gosh, Steph Curry's. A, I'm a big fan of his, and I think he's by the time he retires, he's going to be people going to realize how important he was to the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's probably going to be up there. And again, I'm a Hornets guy, and his dad was a, a long time Hornet. That's um, how I, I tricked my sons the one time I was playing like NBA Live '93 on Super yeah. Nintendo, and I was like, "Look, it's it's Steph Curry," and they're like, "No, it's not." I'm like, "Yeah, he's on the Hornets for some reason." <laughs> you just see Curry running around. <laughs> and then I finally told them that that was his dad, and they're like, "Oh." <laughs> but I mean, like, there's so many players. You know, obviously, Barkley's going to. I'll put Barkley on there in my top. That's uh, rounding up my top five. Barkley is probably uh, my all-time favorite one to watch play. This is how I'm basing this. Who did I have fun watching? Mm-hmm. If I'm going to fill out, like I'm going to have. Uh, if you made me do a whole list, uh, you know, uh, LeBron's going to be on there for sure. Um, and I really like people who can pass. That's probably my favorite thing is these passers. Uh, so that's if you're an awesome passer, you're probably going to make my list. And Bugsy's going to be on there, of course. Uh, one of my favorite all-time shooters, and this is just my, again, I understand it, I get it, I'm a Hornets guy, but Glenn Rice is going to be on my list. I love Glenn Rice. Yeah, I'm a big Rice guy. When he played for the Hornets, man, he was unstoppable. You could not stop that guy, and sadly, uh, by the time he got to the Lakers, I was hoping he'd get a ring, but it just didn't work out for him. I don't know. He got a ring, didn't he? Yeah, he got one. He got one. Yeah, he got one. Yeah. Oh, that was the worst when the Lakers trade away Eddie Jones. I was a big fan of Eddie Jones. Oh, yeah, yep. Uh, Hornets got Eddie Jones. Uh, Yeah, he was a great player, too. Man, a heck of a defensive player. So I can name my top five. Oh, please do. Nothing. It's Bird is one. Yeah. Shaq is two. Oh, yes. Yeah. Three is the big fundamental, Tim Duncan. Yes. Yeah. Underrated. Four is Dennis Rodman. And. (laughs) And five is Kevin Garnett. That's a good top five. And a lot of people, when I say Dennis Rodman's in my top five, they're like, why would you do that? Like, why? And all I can think about is at a certain point, I realized I wasn't a shooter, but I was still pretty tall. Like we used to play homeroom basketball in middle school. I was tall. So I was like, I have worth if I could play defense and rebound. And what they're the only two things that Dennis Rodman really does. So I've watched Dennis Rodman, other than, you know, the crazy stuff where he's kicking people, but just <laughs> the sheer wheel of trying to get the ball and play defense and everything else. And I was like, I, I love this guy. This guy is amazing. So, yeah, he's the epitome of proving that hustle is a skill. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'd put that in Larry Bird as well. Larry Bird never gave up. Larry. Like, Larry Bird was just absolutely amazing on every single play. And then he also helped with the whole salary cap thing with the bird rights where you can go over yep. the salary cap just so they could keep him. Magic Johnson, I think he was, what, the first million-dollar guy? 25 yeah. years, $25 million, which is absolutely crazy. Which is, uh, in today's game, a bargain. <laughs> yes, yes. They're making at least the, a bum is making $25 million. Yeah. And then I also, the other thing I was thinking is, could they have not gone to better spots too for their, for their playing style? Right. Yeah. Perfectly. Just, I don't see Larry Bird in New York. Magic probably could, but that, 
the smile, I think, the smile I think, is the sun. Yeah, I think both of them are talented enough where they probably could have excelled wherever they went. However, they went to the perfect places. They those two places could not have been eat the you know. Um, that's one thing too that people don't realize. I think this is in any sport. Honestly, you can be incredibly good, but if you're drafted into a system that doesn't know how to utilize you and how to take the skills that you have and also how to help you grow as a player. And this is any sport. It can really hurt your career. Uh, so if you're drafting into the perfect situation, you know, I mean, good gosh, uh, you know, there's so many players that get drafted to these teams and there's a reason a lot of teams have a history of not hitting it well with the draft picks is because they don't know how to, grow these players and they don't know how to, you know, take these skills and really uh, help these players along. Because if you help the players, you're helping your team. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, And if you're helping your team, guess what? Your team will be more successful. And if your team's more successful, guess what? You're going to be making more money because people are going to be coming to your games and watching you on TV. That's how it works. Yes. I just, I just always see it like the, the, the Boston, you know, I know it was like an East coast, West coast, but there's New York on the East coast, but Larry's not that type of New York guy. Yeah. I, I think he would have hated the actual everything I, but actually playing basketball there. <laughs> yeah. I think it would only, I think the only two places that you could actually see him where he would kind of be happy was Indiana or Boston. Yeah. And that's, and that's, that's where he was his career too, right? Because like, yeah. who did he go coach? <laughs> Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> he took him to the finals too. Yeah, well, he was a he was a good coach. He's a better co- okay. That's the other thing. He's a better coach than Magic. Yeah, uh, which Magic, is weird to me. Uh, I, you think they both be good coaches, but the I, stats kind of prove otherwise. I didn't see. I never really thought of Magic would to be a great would be a great coach because of how he is. Where everybody he kind of wants everybody to like him. He's got the big smile and everything else. Yeah. Where Larry is. A little bit more down to business than what Magic is, but then Magic also laid out his his plans. They said when he was younger, he was going to go to the NBA and he was going to become a businessman. And what did he end up doing? Going to the NBA and becoming a businessman. Yeah. Where? Yeah. I mean, doesn't he have like an ownership in the Dodgers? I think. Yeah. yeah I mean, so wow. I don't even know. <laughs> he had movie theaters at one point. He did. I think those ended up. Like, they lasted for a while, but I don't think they're around anymore. Uh, but I got the um, basketball reference, by the way, is a great website if you love stats like I do. Uh, so I got Larry and Magic's stats up. Larry Bird played in 897 career games before his back told him he couldn't play anymore. He ended up averaging uh, 24.3 points, 10 rebounds, and 6.3 assists. That's pretty dang good for uh, a power forward right there. Uh, and then Magic Johnson. And by the way, they were both really close in height and weight. By the way, <laughs> so if they were they would end up uh, they'd be in the same field if they were boxers. Uh, and Magic Johnson played 906 games. Uh, he averaged just under 20 points, uh, 7.2 rebounds, and of course over 11 assists a game. And that those are, I mean, if anybody made it to the pros and either one of those guys had that, if you had that, any of those guys stat lines, I think you'd be happy with your career. <laughs> what? <laughs> What age did you realize that Magic Johnson's first name wasn't Magic? Oh, that's such a great question. <laughs> I, that I was because I could just think about remember opening up packs of cards and this had to be like yeah that 90, had to be that had to be when I saw it too ninety ninety one and just shuffling through and then you're like oh, okay okay I got this guy I got this guy and then you're like who's Irvin who's <laughs> Irvin Johnson why is he wearing Magic stuff so yeah I was. I was kind of like devastated. Like I'm like his first name is not Magic. Like that's <laughs> how it should be. It should just be Magic. Like, yeah, he changed his name. I, it had to be from basketball cards for me too because I was an avid basketball card guy. I had as a kid. Uh, good gosh, I really wish I'd kept most of them because apparently they're worth a little bit of money now. But um, yeah, that had to be when I first realized it is when it said Irvin instead of Magic, and I still remember uh, being. Confused why there wasn't an H on Hakeem Olajuwon's name on a card I had once that threw me off once. So, <laughs> I re- the other early card thing I remember is the Patrick or not Patrick David Robinson rookie cards. 
on certain i forgot who made them but on certain packs you could look through yeah to see if it was the top card <laughs> yeah my dad be yeah. like look make sure you look okay you don't want that pack you don't want <laughs> just to see which one was there but that just blew my mind that his name was not magic and i'm like how is it not magic in any way when that's all anybody calls them is magic yeah but we got irvin it's kind of it's kind of like the same weird i've had this happen a couple times where like a friend uh, somebody who becomes my friend and like we get become really good friends really good pals and then I discover that their name I've been calling them is actually their middle name, and it's not oh. their first name. It's always like a big uh, moment of like reflection for me. It's like, oh, that's not <laughs> that one your name this whole time, <laughs> but it's just what everybody calls them. <laughs> what do you think about the the other Larry Bird stories where he was he scored like what forty five points with his left hand because he was saving the right hand for for Los Angeles? Like I love that's what I love that stuff on yeah. YouTube is just to look up that larry bird stories yeah they're really good yeah there's a lot of great ones um i that's a really good one i really like the one where during when he was in the three-point contest <laughs> for the all-star game where he kind of came into the locker room and said all right he's getting second place <laughs> and guess what he won <laughs> or did you ever uh, one of my, my favorite thing he did real quick is he apparently he did this a number of times he would talk to the whoever's defending him and tell him exactly what he's going to do on this next play, and there's nothing you can do about it, and I'm going to score. Uh, and he did it so often. like That became a big trademark of his, and I freaking love that. That's that's ultimate awesomeness right there. What was – oh, it was the one year when Craig Hodges finally won the three-point competition, and they were talking about how do you – how do you feel that you didn't beat Larry Bird? Cause it was like the year after he retired and he was like, Larry knows where to come and find me. And all Larry Bird said was, yeah, on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, that is just so just, just savage. Like, what, how do you, <laughs> you just put that man down after winning this three point competition. And <laughs> Oh man. Oh man. And this is also during a time too, where, and it just speaks to, honestly, all these players' toughness, not just these yeah. two. But uh, legit, you go if you're watching some highlights of Larry's career, he's getting in fist fights <laughs> on the court. <laughs> and guess what? They're not getting kicked out of the game. They're just going to, uh, uh, you know, uh, there's this one famous one where Robert Parrish just isn't going to take it anymore. And I think it's Bill Lambeer. I'm assuming it's Bill Lambeer. It's always Bill Lambeer. Uh, and just clobbers him. And guess what? Uh, he kept playing. He didn't get kicked out or anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it definitely is always Bill Lambert. Did you ever see the one where he's got his hand around Dr. J's throat? Yes, yeah. That was, I just saw that one today. And I'm like, oh my goodness, you could do that to Dr. J? I mean, and that's, and man, and it cannot be stated enough how important, like, Dr. J was like that generation's, you know, Larry and Magic and Michael, right? <laughs> to do that to that guy is wow. <laughs> He's protecting his, protecting himself, protecting his team, and everything else. Yeah, but that's, I mean, that's the, I've never seen Magic do anything crazy. I know they've used to get underneath his skin and everything else. And I saw the one thing where people were calling him Tragic Johnson after yeah. they lost and everything else. And he said it was the only time in his life where he felt really, or first time in his life where he really felt depressed on everything. And he also that one time. Um... And I'm winning time. I'll probably cover this if they keep going a couple seasons. But uh, he basically gets his coach fired. Oh because, yeah, because he goes in and says, uh, you know, I don't want to be here anymore because me and this coach aren't seeing eye to eye, basically. And uh, I hate to see anybody lose a job, especially if you're good at that job. But if you're going to choose between Magic Johnson and the coach, uh, the Magic Johnson's who you're keeping. That's just that's just how it goes. But uh, he got uh, booed for that by LA. <laughs> That is the one thing also, once again, I'm going to bring up winning time, that winning time kind of does really well as it does show that relationship between yeah. Magic and Jerry Buss because they were really that close. They yeah. were, and I don't, you probably won't see that too much in sports where an owner and a player get that close and would just be like, yep, screw it, you're fired because Magic's my guy and that's how I know. Well, they ended up, they, Legit put faith in each other, right? Because mm -hmm. they were both trying to prove something. 
Uh, you know, Bus had just really gotten the team. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so he's, you know, they weren't expecting much from them. And this is when the Lakers weren't even that great. And he really pushed for magic. Uh, a lot of people didn't want him to take magic because he just wasn't uh, a prototypical point guard, right? Uh, you know, he's a six foot nine, like I said, like you can't have a six foot nine dribbling I, down the court. He's going to get the ball stolen all the time. I love it when Jerry West said that in that yeah. show. What is he going to do? <laughs> I'm sorry. I know Jerry West doesn't like his character, but I watch it pretty much for the Jerry West character. <laughs> I watch it pretty much for the Jerry West character, uh, <laughs> Paul Westhead, and yep. uh, Kareem. I don't know who plays Kareem, but I've watched – I don't know if you ever watched the Kareem documentary. I think it's on yes. – yeah. And I just like how he plays that character because I feel that's how Kareem was at that yeah. point in time. Even though people have said he wasn't that bad, but that's how I kind of – learning the documentary. Yeah, also, uh, you know, me and you obviously are big fans of documentaries anyway, but Hulu just announced that this year, they didn't give an actual date, they just said it would be this year, there's going to be a, uh, just a Lakers documentary that's going to like cover starting with the years that Magic is drafted on through the Kobe years, and I'm pretty excited about that, I think that could be, has a chance to be quite good, uh, the, apparently they have a lot of unseen footage and stuff they're going to have, so that sounds pretty cool to me. Did you watch the 30 for 30s? On the Lakers oh, and the Celtics? Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. Of course I did. Yeah. <laughs> I that was a point. That was appointment television for me. <laughs> so there's, here's another little what if I'm going to throw at you. Oh, we, sweet, talked, yeah. we talked about cities and this is NBA coin toss time. Okay. Yeah. So the team that would have probably drafted Magic would have been the Chicago Bulls. Right. Yep. And Magic and then. I don't think you would have been that great, or the Bulls would have been that great. So Magic and Jordan together. How I think that would have accelerated Jordan up so much higher. I think it would have too, but I don't. I don't know if their egos would have allowed it to work well. Right? Um, yeah. They're both kind of, despite the fact that I would say that Magic is a pass first player for sure. Uh, he still needs to have his hand on the ball a lot. And early Michael, that's how he played. It wasn't until, you know, like Phil Jackson years where he actually started trusting his teammates more and passing the ball a lot more than he did as during his early years. And, uh, so I, I obviously I think he would have been just fine because magic would have made you better. Uh, but again, uh, Chicago, I mean, the, um, um, Blake, what was it called? It was it came out like a year ago or so. That Bulls documentary is really good. Oh, uh, the you last, know what I'm talking about. The Last Dance. Yes, yes, The Last Dance. Uh, you know, Michael talks about the how much the Chicago Bulls were in a, like a disarray yeah. as a team when he got there. Uh, you know, uh, so I I think it would have been pretty tough. It really helps if you're a young player. And you're getting put on a team that has Kareem on it because he just has the utmost respect from everybody, right? Yeah. Uh, so I think it just helps you out immediately. So I, that's that's why I say that the Lakers could not have been a more perfect spot for Magic. Can I just say Michael Jordan excels really well in uh, in offenses that have to deal with shapes? Yes. <laughs> or co- or co- <laughs> I'm glad you got that joke. I can tell you. You know you're from North Carolina if you get that joke. Yeah, because uh, it's it, what was it like a square in college and there's a triangle yeah. in the NBA. Yeah, it was, it was or four corners. That's yeah, it was close a square, enough to yeah. a square. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I was just thinking was, about before that the, just everybody knows before the shot clock in college basketball, the uh, the UNC Tar Heels were very famous for the four corners, and basically you could like just hold out the ball for a long time. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it was kind of a cheat code in a way. Have you, I don't know if you have ESPN Plus, but Vince Carter does a Peyton Manning type thing where it, instead of Peyton Places, it's called Vince's Places. I knew he was doing it. I haven't seen any of them. Oh, it's, it's so good. It's so good. I mean, he touches on everything. Yeah, I, I like seeing him. He's one of the, the few that I don't mind seeing on ESPN. <laughs> but again, yeah. uh, North Carolina guy, so I'm very biased. Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot about Vince Carter. Yeah. Talk, good God, talk about a dunker. Good yeah. Lord. 
with some vicious ones he threw down on you. But they definitely, they definitely did. And I don't, I can't think of another, like, I would love to do another episode where you got to think of just athletes that are always intertwined and just leave yeah. you out. Because I think this is anybody that loves basketball, loves sports and loves the history of things. Kind of like we all kind of like me and you do. I would put them number one on my list every single time. I can't think of any. Yeah. I mean, especially like two players who were not on the same team. Yeah. But when you say their names are like, that's very tough. Uh, I'm trying to think of other sports. The only other one I could think of is Ted Williams and Lou Gehrig. Yeah. Even that doesn't, I don't even put that up there with Magic and Bird because you watch, you know, watching documentaries, they talk about Bird talks about once Magic retired, he stopped checking the paper. Yeah. He checked the paper every day to see what Magic did. Magic was seeing what Larry did. And then all of a sudden, it was just Magic's not there. So what? It, it almost like he lost his purpose. It's uh, yeah. Superman, Lex Luthor type event or Joker, Batman type thing. Like, what is what is the good of one without the other in a way? Yeah, you kind of need the, if you have the one, you have to have the other. Right. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I'm trying to think of a football one. Uh, I, I, there, there's, you, I could think of some, like you could go, okay, well, Manny and Brady, but it's not on this level. It, right. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Cause these guys went back and forth winning championships. Yes. A lot of times going against each other for championships. Uh, you know, also like I was trying to think of, of Tom Brady, but like he was just really dominant most of the games he was in. I couldn't even tell you who his rival would have been. Maybe Drew Brees. Maybe, but uh, you know, I don't know enough about football to even say. Yeah, it's just, uh, just this the level that these two were on, and they were going back and forth. It was a slugfest, honestly, of trying to outdo each other and one upping each other, winning MVPs and uh, uh, and you know, more, my favorite. Here's my favorite scene in Winning Time mm-hmm. is when Riley, Pat Riley, looks at Magic and goes sixty to three. The vote was 60 to three. Uh, Larry beat you 60 votes to three for your rookie of the year. And had lots of fire under Magic's butt, right? And he goes out and wins the game. That I freaking love that because that, that to me was that rivalry. <laughs> I, just to speak how dominant they were, there was not an NBA Finals without Magic or Bird throughout the whole entire 1980s. And it didn't, and the first one without Magic or Bird wasn't until 1990. So that's 10 yeah. years those guys dominated. The that's F- Pistons years after that, right? Yeah. yeah it's, um, yeah, 90, 90, or 80, I'm sorry, 89 and 90 were the Pistons. Yeah. Well, but, but they went back they and back, won, I believe. Yeah. But still though, Los Angeles is in it in 89. So to go all the way through the 80s where nobody, and that's the other thing is you hear a lot of people complain about parody. Yeah. Parody, you know, parody. Oh, you need parody to, to, to have everything. There was no, I mean, there was parody between magic and bird. There was, but there was no parody in that league. And that's what saved the league. Yeah. Well, just those two teams battling. And it was ironic. <laughs> East Coast, West Coast. And they talk about that was the doubleheader. The Celtics were always on. The Lakers were on. The Celtics were on in like at the first game. Second game was the Lakers. And, and I could argue that without those two guys, I wouldn't have got the Charlotte Hornets because they were a, yeah. uh, you know, they were a team that were added after those two guys. And that's after the, you know, early, uh, them actually making the league viable again. Uh, you're not going to grow your league if your league's doing bad. <laughs> and uh, we ended up leading. I, we like I act like I'm on the team. Uh, we ended up uh, leading the yeah. We ended up leading the like the league in attendance for years after that. You know the Hornets are very popular. Uh, uh, still to this day, we have the best colors of any basketball team. You ask me those teal colors. You Beautiful. Every kid had the, the Hornets. Charlotte. Oh yeah, Charlotte Hornets starter jacket. What? No, you could say we, because yesterday when the Celtics were winning, every time I've checked in on a Celtics game or I watched it, those were the games that they lost. Yeah. So other than the, I think they lost game one, 
So I was like, I'm not doing it anymore. So my You're daughter, like comes, so my daughter, <laughs> my daughter comes downstairs, and and we we enjoy watching sports together. Me and my daughter and I. Well, she won't watch football, but she'll watch like baseball with me, basketball. And she comes downstairs and she goes, "The I said, don't you say it, don't don't." And she's like, "What?" I'm like, "Don't." I said, "Don't even. We're not even going to talk about. It. We're going to pretend like nothing's going on right now." <laughs> and. And we get in the car, and we're we're getting food, and we're going through the drive through, and we're sitting there, and she tries to do it again. I'm like, "Don't, don't." <laughs> My wife's like, "What's going on?" And I'm like, "Don't worry about it. It's it's something sports related. That's that's all the information I can give you." And she's like, "What the?" Hell? And I'm like, "Don't, don't, not until." And then I saw it. I'm like, yes. And she was like, what was that? I go, the Celtics one. Okay, now we can talk about it. Yeah, I do the same thing. Uh, I'll start watching a Hornets game. And if it starts off bad, I'm turning it. And I force myself not to look because I blame myself for it. <laughs> so the fact that we didn't, uh, we, we played a playoff, a play in game this year. Yeah. And the Hogs beat us. I blame myself for that still. <laughs> oh, was, was you good. know what? I watched that game. <laughs> it wasn't good. It wasn't good. And this is the best team we've had in a long time. So it was pretty sad for me. And then I got even more mad because Dagum Trey Young went out like, like he didn't even try after that. He just got destroyed. Like, where was the, he destroyed us? Where did this guy go? That makes me even more man <laughs> yeah i don't uh if if my team starts losing then i'm i'm just i'm just done and then i won't if it's a series i won't watch the rest of the games yeah i'm really weird with that stuff too i did the same thing i can't so that's why i say it's okay if you say we if you're yeah. a diehard fan you can say we yeah, if you're, yep. if you're a bandwagon. You you don't you don't get to say wait. You have to address them by your name, by their <laughs> by the name. And I want the full name too. New yeah. York Knicks. <laughs> yeah, they've they've earned it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, New York Knicks and Knickerbockers. Sorry, New York Knickerbockers. Yeah, that's my that's my favorite thing that I love between football and basketball is the Seahawks got good. Yeah. And so I always like that when somebody's like, I'm a Seahawks fan. I'm like, do you know the Seahawks existed before 2012? And then when I hear people become a Golden State Warrior, like I'm a Golden State Warriors fan. And I'm like, do you you know about like Chris Mullen and Tim Hardaway? and They had freaking Will Will Chamberlain at one point, right? Yeah, Yeah, because that was – They had Will – they've had had players before this this team – did they had some good teams. Uh, I mean, good God, they uh, they were the first AC to beat a one seed. Uh, you know, this one they had Baron Davis on their team, and they beat the Mavericks, I believe. Uh, you know, this is a good Dirk team too, and he and they beat them. So, the Golden State's been around for a long time. Uh, but you're right, people just. I mean, what the Dallas Cowboys? There were so I remember uh, in school all these people wearing this cowboy stuff, and I'm like, what? And <laughs> nobody does it. <laughs> Except for where I live, everybody wears the cowboy stuff because I'm like 45 minutes outside of Dallas. Yeah, you're in Texas. So I get yeah. it. Yeah, that's that's why when you mentioned Luca, I'm like, we gotta love Luca. You can go down to the, the local Walmart and get yourself a nice Luca shirt, like right now. <laughs> I'm jealous of that. Honestly, right. he's probably one of my current favorite players to watch. Uh, he uh, put on a show last night that that Phoenix team, who's supposed to be really good, and they were good. Uh, didn't even show up. <laughs> they were they could punch in the mouth and just gave up. All right. Before we close out, I asked for your I asked for your top five favorites. Yeah. Oh, if you could start a team and choose any six, because you got to think about you know who's coming. Six man. Yeah. yeah. Who is your who is this? It could be personal favorite, or it could be all time. But you got to pick a team that could pretty much go eighty two and zero. All right, I'm going to do it by. I know we just said basketball's uh, positional, uh, positionless now, but I want to go by position. Okay. So, uh, center. I'm going. Uh, man, I just love Shaq too much to not put him here. Thanks. It was either going to be Shaq or or Bill Russell for me for here, uh, but I'm going to go Shaq because in my lifetime, by far, like you, if he was down on that block, you were not stopping him. So, uh, Shaq. As my starting center, my power forward, man, 
All right. This is getting tough. I feel like I'm going to leave out some players I really like because uh, Tim Duncan, obviously, is incredible. But my – my okay, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to put Tim Duncan here at power forward. Okay. I'm going to put uh, a small forward. I'm putting Larry Bird. Shooting guard, I got Mike. And uh, then at uh, point guard, I got Magic. And coming off the bench, I got Charles Barkley. Okay, so my starting five, definitely Shaq, because I swear up and down he is the most dominant NBA player I've ever seen. Michael yeah. Jordan's like the GOAT, but Shaq, like you said, he just... Look up uh, look up uh, Orlando Magic Shaq, if any oh. of you are not familiar with that. Good God. <laughs> yes. That, that, and I love it, because there was just an interview with him where he talks about Giannis, and he was like, I was Giannis before Giannis, because he, he was. He could move like that. Yeah, he really could. People forget about that. So I got Shaq, I got Duncan. I got Duncan at power forward. Small forward is Larry Bird. And I'm thinking kind of strategic when I get to my sixth man. So okay, don't laugh. Uh, shooting guard, obviously, Michael Jordan. Point guard, Magic Johnson. Because he's still the best point guard. Yeah, ever. I, don't know, I can't wait to see who your sixth man is. Joe Dumars. You're thinking defense? Is that what you're thinking? I'm thinking defense and just somebody to kind of come off the bench, spell somebody. We're not going to go. I got tons of scorers on this team. Yeah. Uh, yeah, see, the only thing I was thinking about was I got a really good team, but none of them are really known to be like three-point shooters. Uh, so the only thing I feel like I'm missing. I know Charles could hit a three every once in a while, but it wasn't like the thing he was known for. I, uh, so if you give me seven players, I'm going to add uh, Steph Curry to there just to give me a shooter. <laughs> I'd probably go KG too. I'm I'm big on defense. I'm big on defense. Hey, I win championships, man. Defense and fundamentals. That's why yep. I get frustrated with the new NBA. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we, we've almost had a a Facebook fight between there with the bad boys and stuff. Where I'm like, the bad boys are great. The bad boys could tear everybody up, but well, they literally did. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, that's what it was leading to. That you do that now, you're out 82 games for his suspension. Oh, <laughs> there was a penalty box back then. They would have led the league in penalties. Oh, just playing Michael Jordan alone. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for coming on and talking about Magic and Bird and having some great NBA talk. It's it's always good to talk a little bit of a different sport. I'm very football-centric right now, so it was yeah. awesome to talk to you about this. And uh, tell people about your other podcasts and projects going on. Well, thanks for having me. I definitely love having basketball talk. It's my favorite sport. So anytime I get to uh, run my jaws about that, I'm very excited to do it. Uh, you can find me on other shows on this very same network. I am on Retro Pop, where me and my buddy Matt talk about different things in pop culture. Retro Blist, where me and my buddy Trevor talk about old school video games. Uh, also on uh, History Creeps, where we discuss like just strange, creepy things that happen in history. And I just started another podcast because I don't have enough. Uh, that um, the podcast has been around for a while, but they allowed me to join them, thankfully, and it's a lot of fun. And that's the panel discussion. That's where we talk about comics, and we just have, honestly, we really mostly just goof off. Uh, so uh, that one's a lot of fun for me. And uh, uh, don't forget that if you go to either the Retro Blist or the um, um, I went blank, I went blank, Andrew. Where's where's our YouTube? What's our YouTube stuff? <laughs> I'm trying to plug it. Plug it. You can go either to Retro Blist. Or you could go to the Let's Talk But No Politics OK YouTube channel to check out. I'll let you finish it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, check out. Uh, Did we need this? Yes. And that's where Andrew and myself and and Trevor we all will play a, a a game, an old video game that's based on like a license of some sorts, and we'll decide. Did we need it then? Uh, and then after we played it, did we just need this in general? Most of the time, <laughs> spoiler alert. We don't. <laughs> we're gonna get a game. Well, we'll I think get, we will. Yeah, I, I think, I think at one point we'll get a game where we're we're gonna actually sit down and play it. I I really had high hopes for Yonoid. I'm not gonna lie. I never played it. <laughs> that's a sentence so, that's never been said ever before. <laughs> I had high hopes for Yonoid. Never I really said. Because I was like, I'm gonna pick something that when you were like, what were you thinking? And I was like, I'm gonna pick something I never played. 
Cause that way I can't, I, I'm not going into it with, you know, that nostalgia and all this yeah, stuff. Nostalgia yeah. and pre a predetermined disposition on the game or anything like that. And I went into it and yeah, watch, just watch the video retro bliss or let's talk about <laughs> no politics. Okay. Go, go check those out. Yeah. Very wow. proud of those. Uh, yeah. uh there's, uh, there's going to be somewhere I know I'm going to say we need this, but just, uh, Stay tuned whenever we cover those Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, but that's all the stuff. Uh, uh, go to my Instagram. I'll finally start posting there again at some point. Uh, that's Johnnyism28. So go check me out there. Ooh. Wait a minute. Oh, I forgot about that. What? Did you know there was a musical? Uh, the Ninja Turtles? No. <laughs> well, no, I'm not talking about They rock, man. No, I'm not. Did you know there's a musical about Larry and Magic? Oh, I'd heard about that. I've never. Is it is it actually out or they're just making it? I think it's actually out. I've never seen it or anything, but I remember somebody saying this, and I was like, "That's not real." Yeah. <laughs> on anything, but once again, thank you for listening. Uh, check out new episodes of Let's Talk with No Politics. Okay, every Sunday on the BICBP Radio Network, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, already mentioned the YouTube channel and go check out the Let's Talk But No Let's Talk But No Politics Okay Facebook page as well. And with that being said, good morning, good afternoon, and good night.